I'd like to start off, if you would, um, with what is the situation in the Gulf of Maine now in respect to the health of that body of water and the fishery? The body of water is doing fine in terms of water, except that it is getting warmer. But uh, this was historically a, a very rich body of water, especially for cod. And uh, people came from all over the place, and especially Europe, to fish in New England and uh, in Canada. And uh, this, uh, this abundance of cod uh, was actually much reduced already in the, in the 19th century. And the 20th century has given uh, these resources the rest in a sense that as we, when we unlashed trawlers, uh, modern trawlers onto the resource, it, it disappeared, essentially disappeared. So cod is uh, gone from, from much of New England and the Gulf of Maine. Uh, this is also true for uh, some fish that were called redfish that were deep water, uh, deeper water fish that also uh, supported a long-time uh, vibrant, vibrant fishery. Now, in the Gulf of Maine, all you have is lobster, lobster, lobster cages, or, or rather traps, and lobsters that get caught because the, these traps are baited. So uh, about uh, uh, 50,000 tons or so of fish are fed to, this, to these lobsters, um, and uh, they, they grow like crazy. Uh, when they are small, they get into the traps, eat the bait, get out. And they do that several times until they are caught. And in a sense, in a, the Gulf of Maine has become a nursery ground for, for semi-farmed uh, lobsters. And a lobster fishery is making lots of money and is considered to be a successful fishery. But, but, but actually, the animals are fed, and the predators that... Uh, would eat the lobsters uh, would be uh, almost gone are uh, gone uh, the the uh, the cod like to eat lobsters so the the situation is very unnatural and uh, it it is moreover threatened now by global warming and uh, the warming of the water of the gulf of maine means that uh, basically in the next years or in the next decade the this bonanza will be over and Canada will be profiting for a decade or perhaps or so uh, uh, a lobster boom because Canada also saw its, its cod disappear and uh, or either it overfished its cod. And uh, it will have a, a, a crab a lobster bonanza and it will also disappear because, because this uh, global warming and the movement that it forces on, the, on lobsters and other animals to go toward the pool to, to move toward high latitude is not going to cease, is not going to stop. And uh, the Gulf of Maine is now being invaded by forms, by fish that before lived in, I don't know, in North Carolina, in South Carolina, in Florida, and so on. This has begun, this movement of fish toward the north, toward the North Pole, and we also have it on this side in the Pacific. And uh, it also occurs in the southern hemisphere, in Australia and so on. The, the fish are moving north. So the Gulf of Maine will see uh, a huge transition and, uh, uh, in uh, the fish that live there. And it is going to be 
accelerated by the fact that uh, there is no natural population anymore. Uh, there is only this huge population of, cra of lobsters that are there maintained artificially by, by being fed with bait. I'm curious now, what will happen to the uh, lobster uh, fishery in uh, the Bay of Fundy? Uh, it will boom for a while, as as it does in uh, in uh, in uh, in the Gulf of Maine, and then it will go down the tuba as well, one decade or so. Will the uh, lobsters move up to the Grand Bank? Yep. Basically, if it's not too deep, they will move wherever the temperature is right, because. Uh, 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 animals that breathe water, like fish and lobsters and so on, they they have to be in the temperature that is right for them. And uh, the Gulf of Maine is getting too warm for them. And so, at the edge of the of the of the distribution, it's just too warm. They get sick. They don't grow well. So they move north, or rather, they don't move. But uh, the one that are in the north reproduce better. And so you have a, a gradual movement of the population toward the north. I'm curious um, about the, the Grand Bank. So in, I, th I think it was 1992, they uh, ended the cod fishery on the, on the Grand Banks, and they expected initially that the cod fishery would recover sh in a few years. Yeah, I, I know what you're going to say. Uh, but it, it is actually, I was talking with a student of mine just a, a, few, a few hours ago. Actually, the... In '92, the fishery was closed because the abundance of the cod had declined to extremely low levels, about 1% or less of its original uh, amount, or its original abundance. But the fishery continued at very low level. Uh, the catch was very small, but since the population was also very small, the, what is called the exportation rate, it is really the catch uh, relative to the abundance, actually was not reduced much. So the, the, the reason why the cod didn't recover, really, is because it continued to be fished. I, and that is, most people don't know that. Because the catches uh, after 92, uh, industrial, fishery was, industrial fishing was forbidden, and so there were no more industrial catch. But the, the Newfoundlanders were permitted to fish for their home consumption. The, the, the recreational fishery continue and so on, and there was some illegal fishing. Combine this, uh, and they were uh, young cod were caught as bycatch of the shrimp fishery, which then developed. For all this reason, the pressure on the much reduced stock of cod continued to be high. And it is very surprising to people to hear that and know that. But actually, it's no wonder that they didn't recover uh, because they were a con they continued to be exploited after '92, after the fishery was closed. Now, was there actually a, a regime change? Uh, no, there wasn't. They, the, the stock was fished like crazy. Obviously, there was a regime change in the head of the managers who had goofed up. And in fact, the the Department of Fisheries and Ocean entertained four scientists to actually research the warming or the cooling of the water or, or the seals, you cannot imagine how, how much pressure there was to find other things. And the one leading scientist, Ram Myers, who is now passed away, he 
continued to write, this was overfishing, this was overfishing, this was overfishing. And he had to leave the DFO and join uh, a, a university uh, in Halifax because the pressure was, this is not us, this is not the fault of the fishery, this is not the fault of management. Actually, it was. The, the fishing pressure was so enormous that the stock had to collapse. So how important would it be to have conservation areas, that is, no fishing areas, in the Arctic Ocean? Well, the Arctic Ocean right now is such an area because the, the countries of the Arctic Council have decided that the Arctic should not be open to industrial fishing. We will see in the next uh, years or decade whether the Arctic Council can stop themselves from, from exploiting the, the resource of the Arctic, and if they can stop other players from coming there. Uh, China and uh, Korea, for example, South Korea, will want to fish there. They're not members of the Arctic Council. But the temptation will be big, because even though the Arctic waters are unproductive, there will be an accumulation of fish, that, like an old-growth forest, and uh, you can make lots of money in, in exploiting that. Uh, this is not sustainable, but uh, then fisheries are usually not. And uh, they would make lots of money growing rapidly a fishery that would last only a decade or so. Uh, that is contrary to the situation in Alaska, by the way, where the fishery is very well managed by, the, by NOAA, by, uh, by the fisheries agency.